Hi everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today we are joined by Andrew Klein. Andrew is the Director of Sales and Support at Plexon, a company known for their high-performance solutions for data acquisition, behavioral research, and advanced analysis specifically for neuroscience research. He is here to speak with us about how to improve signal quality, data recordability, and approaching complex applications of spike sorting using Plexon's Omniplex software. Let's jump in. First question for you is, uh, when using 2D polygon sorting, how does the system determine which unit to assign a waveform to if the waveform is plotted in two or more overlapping contours? Thanks, Annie. Yeah, that's a good question. I think the best way to demonstrate that would be just to go right back into the software here. If I come back into Plex Control, there's an example right here of two overlapping 2D polygons. So the way Omniplex works is that each waveform can only have one classification. It can either be sorted or unsorted. A waveform cannot be sorted into two different units. It can either be sorted or unsorted. If it's sorted, it can only be categorized to one unit. So when they overlap, what happens? That is a setting in Omniplex to, 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 to decide what's gonna happen in this case. I'm gonna stop data acquisition here. I'm gonna go back to Omniplex server into the sorting option, I'm gonna right click, say edit device options, and here I have an option to decide how the system will handle 2D polygon overlaps. So by default, it's nearest to the centroid will win. So that's how the system is handling those, those overlaps. So I can hit okay, go back to Plex control, start it up again. That's how the system is handling those overlaps. It's a good question. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Another question, when using CAR or CMR, is it possible to see or better save the value that is being used as the reference? Yes, that's also a good question. Let me manipulate these windows a little bit to see this property spreadsheet a little bit better. Okay, so down in our referencing option, when we look at this, this, this drop-down menu, there's the option for multiple CARs and CMRs. That means we can have four different groups of channels, each using their own average or four different groups of channels using their own median. There's also the option for CAR MON or CAR2M stands for MON, 3 MON, 4 MON, et cetera. The MON here stands for the monitor. So if I selected 10 channels to be CAR1 or CAR and I had an 11th channel that didn't have any signal that I was interested in, I could set channel 11 to CAR MON. And what that will be now is instead of it showing me what the data from electrodes 11, it will be showing me what exactly that average is. So it's a way of monitoring what's being used as the reference. This is very useful as it can be tricky with CAR or CMR because it's not exactly easy to figure out what exactly is being used as the reference. Yes, we know it's the average or we know it's the median, but what exactly does that look at look like? Without a monitor channel, we're not able to tell. So we can visualize that online and just keep an eye on the average that's being used for those channels. We, we strongly recommend using a monitor channel whenever using CAR or CMR. But it's also possible then to record that channel if we wanted to visualize it or use it offline. 
So if we select channel 11 to be the CAR mon and we decide to save channel 11 to our data file, what will be on channel 11 then is no longer the electrode from, from the head stage channel 11, it's actually the average of the channels that we had set to CAR. That's another good question. Perfect, that's great. Okay, uh, a question from Dekra. He says that uh, I have a problem with some of my spikes not being aligned with the rest of the spikes. As a result, these spikes do not cluster well with the other waveforms, make it, making it seem as though they come from a different neuron. It says, I have tried aligning the waveforms based on peak after acquisition, and I've also tried different threshold levels during acquisition, but the latter often leads to a large data set that I feel can be more accurately sorted. So how should I approach sorting this type of data set? It's a good question. I think there's a number of different things that could try. One is trying this aligned extraction online. Mm -hmm. You know, he said that it, he's trying the uh, alignment offline, trying it online and seeing what kind of results it has online could be useful. Mm -hmm. And looking at aligned extraction and then potentially adjusting the threshold based upon the results that you get would be another way of trying to better differentiate more than one neuron on the same channel. Something else to, to try would be to try some of the digital referencing options available in Omniplex. This can help to clean up some of the data and, and make the waveforms that are of, of most interest more obvious to the user online. Mm -hmm. Those are two things that I would recommend to try online. Offline and offline sorter, you have, you have different options. You have options for like dual thresholding. You have options for automating a whole bunch of different thresholding calculations to see which one might be best or give the best results. What's nice about that is if you decide in offline sorter what thresholding options work well for your type of data, you can go back online and try those same settings online. So just because you have the option to set those settings online, sometimes it can be difficult to figure out what the best settings are as data is being acquired. Trying to figure that out offline as after the data is acquired might be a little bit easier or more useful. Okay, that's great feedback. Another question, how is the continuous field potential view different from the continuous wideband view? Great question. So the wideband signal or what we're visualizing here, let's go to like, for example, channel seven here. And then expand this, make it a little faster. The wideband signal is effectively everything that is being acquired at the head stage or by the system. This is the widest band pass available to the system. So this includes all the low frequency signal and all the high frequency signal. It's the wideband signal then that is filtered one way and turned into the continuous spike signal. So we filter it and get rid of everything below a certain frequency to turn it into our continuous spikes. This is what we then use to derive our waveforms. But we take that wideband signal and filter it the opposite way and only look at the very low frequency signal. So now we're getting rid of everything that's above a certain frequency. So the data that's in the field potential, the data that's on the field potential channel is, a, is also present in the wideband signal. The difference is the wideband signal also contains all the high frequency information, things like spikes. Perfect. Okay, a question from Anna. Can the thresholding mode also be set or adjusted in offline sorter? Yes, absolutely. So one important thing to know though, is if you want to re-threshold data offline, you have to be sure to save this continuous spike data. 
there's an option up here in our property spreadsheet to, to record the spike continuous data. What this means is that you can select on a per channel basis whether or not you're going to record this continuous spikes. So the reason that has to be recorded is if not, then all that's being recorded is just what's crossing the threshold. And if you adjust the threshold offline, you want to know what's maybe slightly before or slightly after your incorrect threshold setting. So you're able to get more or less or different parts of the waveform. Yes, it's absolutely possible to do spike uh, to do thresholding offline. You can do the standard method. There's some different alignment methods. You can do it automatically. All those options are available in offline sorter. Likewise, you can write a batch command to batch process data or batch or, or batch threshold data if you wanted to. So if, if you wanted to automate things even further, there's not this, the scope of this webinar is not really to talk about batch processing and offline sorter, but I think that's probably a good idea for a future webinar. Great. Very good answer. Okay. I think we've got time for a couple more here. David had, has asked, I wish to set a field potential range of 180 to 200 Hertz in Plex server to monitor hippocampal ripples during electrode implantation. How would I do that? So the best way to do it would be to change the, the, the filter settings of the field potential separator. So by default, the field potential separator only has a low pass setting. By mm -hmm. default, I believe it's 200 hertz. The high pass setting is then set in the head stage or maybe set in the amplifier, depending on what variety of omniplex system that you have. But it's possible to then set some range there to, to, to only look at a certain range within your, within your signal. Or one view that you could look at if you just wanted to visualize these things would be the field potential spectrogram, which is another view that you have. So within this view, this is a spectrogram for whatever the selected channel is. For us right now, it's channel seven. In the options here, we can increase things like our amplitude scaling. We can start to look at some higher or lower frequencies, but you can also in the options set what the frequency range is. So if you only wanted to look at a certain frequency range and try to pick out slow or fast ripples or some specific region of interest or area of interest, you could do that online here. So you, wouldn't, you would still be looking at all of the field potential data or essentially all the data below some low pass filter. But here you could also only parse out a specific part of it with the spectral view. That's fabulous. That's a great answer. Very good. Um, okay, last question. Kayla has asked, can you alter your referencing while recording? For example, if you notice that a unit is being reflected in every channel. Yes, you can. That's potentially a dangerous thing to do. Okay. You can change. If, if you were saving your spike continuous data while you, were recording, while you were recording to file, you could change your referencing. It's probably not a great idea to do because then you'd have some part of the file that didn't have certain channels referenced in a way and another part of the file that had channels referenced in a different way. One way around that would be to record two different files. Another, another way around that, maybe a better way around it, would be to also record the wideband along with any channels that you're interested in. So if you've got four or five, six channels of your array that you're really interested in, record the wideband channels for the, the wideband data for those channels. The reason for that is the digital referencing that you're doing does not apply to the wideband data. So saving the wideband data effectively allows the user to save a raw copy or a 
an unchanged copy of whatever you did to the channel online. So if you did all kinds of thresholding and all kinds of different extractions and sorting and, re and referencing and all that kind of stuff, and potentially wanted to undo some of that afterwards, you could undo that or do different or, or, or make different changes if you also had the wideband data. In offline sorter, you can load in a wideband channel, you can high pass filter it and turn it effectively right back into the continuous spike data that you were looking at online. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. For the full webinar, please see the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next time.